Hi, this is Megan McHugh, and this is the podcast of Triple R Zero G, a weekly radio show exploring science fiction, fantasy, and historical. Zero G is broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Monday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via our Facebook page or the Triple R website. G'day, welcome aboard the Starship Zero-G science fiction, fantasy and historical radio for episode number 1291, entitled Jan Backpack to the Future. (laughs) Our Our podcast title is Return of the Mole Podpool. I'm Rob Jan. <laughs> and Megan McHugh. Um, just laughing at my own ridiculousnessness there. Well, uh, today on Zero G, we are going to talk about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt versus the Reverend, which is a new Netflix interactive show. I love it. Love the whole concept. I am so into Netflix doing these interactive shows, being a little bit original with things. I think, you know, there's so much content out there. We're hardly going to get bored, but I definitely like when we get a nice little innovative nugget delivered to our doorstep. So I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this. And as a Bandersnatch lover, I hope that they've um, done it yet again with the interactive format. I'm also going to have a shot at... um, uh, the first game review that I've done since, oh, my God, since Avengers Alliance. Folded. I've got pressing questions for you. I'm going to really <laughs> run you through your paces. No, no, I'm just keen to hear what you thought. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll have to forgive me if I don't get the jargon right. I'm not so good at all of the uh, the technical terms for gaming. In fact, nah. I don't know any of them. We're here for the everyday, you know, everyday Joe. We don't need the jargon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, well, um, Netflix, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt versus The Reverend. Mm. Uh, as you may know, we have reviewed this before. In fact, um, when I say before, I mean the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt television series. Yes. Uh, that was one of my go-to sitcoms for a while for mm-hmm. all of its uh, its four seasons, which ran from 2015 to 2019. Um, so, uh, essentially the the story of Kimmy Schmidt, and this is a, a Tina Fey-initiated uh, series mm-hmm. along with uh, Robert Carlock. So I rolled basically out of 30 rocks straight into this one. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think a yeah. lot of people did. And I was I was hoping that there'd be some of the same actors, and there were, and some, some great um, guest stars as well. I can remember they had The Punisher in it once. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but any in any case, um, the original series basically the reverend of the title of the interactive video is is none other than John Hamm. Uh, he was a seriously challenged individual, and he was kidnapping women, taking them to an underground bunker, and telling them that the world had ended. Ah, so, ah. So basically. The uh, I think it was the three or four women who were in the bunker. I'm counting them. One, two, three, four. Yes, uh, four women. Um, they thought the world had gone into apocalyptic mode. Well, mm-hmm. actually, if they'd been around now, they'd. Uh, it's not so funny these days, but yes. Not so funny these <laughs> days. Uh, and they called them the mole women. Who called them that? Well, they're rescuers when they 
basically uh, found them in that bunker in uh, Indiana, mm-hmm. which is the which is all in the main title theme, really. Yes. Um, so you get all of that story there. Now, I think we'll play a cover version of that, um, uh, a, a sort of an extended version. This is by the Commercial Breakers. Now, sometimes you can play the uh, original title theme, and we do that quite often with shows, but sometimes I just like to play a cover theme just to see how other people interpret it. So, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Hi, this is Corey McAbee from Stingray Sam and the American Astronaut, and you're listening to Zero G on 3RRR-FM. He does the things that folks don't do that need to be done. Yeah, and it needed to be done to be played the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt main title theme, and that was a um, a cover version by the Commercial Breakers. Mm-hmm. I just love the cover versions of things sometimes. Uh, the original theme song is a, is a, is a, is one of those perfect theme songs, uh, and I could have saved myself a great deal of exposition if I just let the, played that at the start, uh, which is the entirely the uh, the idea. And the um, the artist who originally came up with that song does get a cameo. Oh, well, the, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you have love to a good that. artist cameo. Yeah, uh, and that's by Jeff Richmond, un- Unbreakable. Right, so the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt series by Tina Fey, Robert Carlock, Jeff Richmond, Richmond uh, oh, a whole bunch of people, many of them who are uh, SNL Saturday Night Live alumni. Mm-hmm. So you know the kind of humour that you're going to get. 30 Rock style, fast, witty, snappy dialogue, uh, dialogue to rewind for, as they say. Because <laughs> sometimes you just don't get it and you're going, Ah, when you go back to it. The light bulb right. moment. Yeah. So they did the the four seasons on Netflix and then they cancelled the series. And, and actually I thought it had run its course pretty well. Yeah. And then they've come up with this, an interactive special. And like, um, who was it? Another uh, series, a comedy series, Garfunkel and Oates, I think. They did a special as well. And, and I was really pleased to see this because I thought, oh, I want to see – Kimmy and company one last time. Now, this has got everybody back in it. Well, all of the survivors in terms of the show's um, story. So uh, Survivors? Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, the interactive thing gets pretty hairy in that respect. Uh, Ellie Kemper uh, playing Kimmy Schmidt in the title role. And uh, John Hamm playing the Reverend Richard Wayne Gary Wayne. Oh. He, I, John Hamm doing comedy is one of my favorite things, especially because, you know, you kind of think he's this Don Draper, cool guy, but he does, he's got very good comedic timing. Yeah, it's not as big a, uh, it's, there's no mental leap, for example, to see Chris Pratt playing a Pratt as Star-Lord, you know, <laughs> yeah. from uh, from Parks and Recreation. It doesn't, it's not a big deal, but seeing John Hamm, because I first saw him in Mad Men. Yes, right. Um, so you, you had that suave idea of him in your head, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have – was Baby Driver? Yeah, he's good in that too. Yeah. He's, he's I, John I, Hamm with an edge in Baby Driver <laughs> with a neck tat. <laughs> he, he really should be in a Marvel movie. Mm, yeah. Really. I would have – he would have made any number of good uh, – Marvel superheroes. Anyway, um, who else is in there? Uh, uh, Carol Kane playing Lillian Kaustupa, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who's Kimmy's landlady when she 
comes to New York after she stopped being a mole woman. But you never stop being a mole woman because the media um, frenzy follows her through to New York. So she has difficulty leading an entirely normal life. And and the whole point of the show was to show her being a fish out of water, not just a, a girl uh, coming out from the country into the big yeah. city, mm. uh, but also this entire, like, almost being off the world. Yeah. The for the uh, the amount of time that she was underground, so uh, Carol Carol Kane, of course, um, playing the uh, the landlady. She she's in uh, she was in the Gotham series playing um, the Penguin's mum. Oh, okay, uh, interesting. Hmm. And of course, another great character in it is uh, Titus Andromedon, played by Titus Burgess. Um, it's hard to describe. He's a a gay African American, frequently out of work actor. Um, with delusions of delusions. He's just an amazing character, one of the best I've seen in sitcoms. And, of course, there is also Jacqueline Voorhees, oh. the name the name taken from Slasher Icon. I was going to say recognise that one. Okay, yep. Uh, Jane Krakowski ah. from 30 Rock. Having yeah. fun again, no doubt, with that character? Yeah. Or Oh, she's not actually gone all that far, really, from uh, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna's such a good character, though, and she does it so well. So I think I'm kind of all right with that typecast. Okay, so we pick up where the series left off, mm-hmm. uh, and basically um, uh, the Reverend John Ham has escaped from prison mm-hmm. after leaving a hint that there might be another bunker. <gasps> Great. I already like Ooh. what they're doing with this. Okay. And this, of course, plays into the standard sitcom of Kimmy's Wedding. That trope, you know. Um, And that's how the whole thing starts out uh, interactively. Okay. Where um, we first get a a tutorial with the robot. Yep, okay. And the robot explains many things like how to, you know, decide which path you're going to go down Mm -hmm. and what Mm -hmm. may happen if you go down the wrong one. So the Um, mechanics in what's involved is very similar to the Bandersnatch way of doing things. Is that fair to say? Yes, like and in fact, choosing... they, even, they make a reference to Black Mirror in this too. Oh, so they should. <laughs> so they should. Uh, lots and lots of references to other shows, including a screamingly funny one about Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. <laughs> that cracked me up. Um, yeah, so you, you get to uh, you get to see that tutorial, and it show, it's basically just a, a click. You know, yeah. you get the decision matrix. You get to watch the worm decreasing between say yes or no Mm -hmm. and by the time the end of that worm has expired if you haven't decided they'll decide for you now we're not i haven't done too many of these things apart from the bandersnatch one i mean you know it's it's not like a read your own adventure book exactly no i mean i had read somewhere when we covered bandersnatch that netflix came up with this whole original engine it was a whole new infrastructure thing that they created to do bandersnatch so it does make sense to me that they're trying to reuse that capability now to do more stories and things. And I think it is kind of a very original way of of doing it with media. But I think it kind of, I mean, how does it differ from a choose-your-own-adventure? Because it's sort of the similar idea, isn't it? Well, it's funny you should say that <laughs> because they actually have a choose-your-own-adventure book that appears in this story. Excellent. Love it. Love <laughs> it. It. Is, it. It is so meta, the okay. whole thing. And in fact, um, I actually think it works better than Bandersnatch 
okay. because it's a com- a comedy, and they mm. play they play to the they play to the medium, okay. and and quite often when they when you're waiting for the when when they're waiting for you to decide, they'll do some ridiculous bit of business that acknowledges the fact that they're waiting. Ah, uh, okay. So they're really having fun with the whole thing. <laughs> oh, they're having okay, okay. The most awesome fun. Uh, and as as I was saying, John Hamm, you know, mm. he he is just basically going to town with his role in this, uh, and he is hilarious. And and I don't know how much of it's scripted and how much he's just done. I hope some moves. of it's just John unplugged, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so I think we'll play a track here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is by a guy called Paparazzi and the Photogs, and basically this guy just does. Songs about actors and celebrities. <laughs> Perfect. I'm into this already. <laughs> uh, it's from the album The Life of This Legendary American Music Man, and it's uh, John Hamm is a very handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Joss Whedon, creator of Serenity, Buffy, and Angel. Welcome to New Melbourne, home of fish, fish-based activities, Zero-G, and Radio 3 Triple R FM. Triple R, it's independent radio, and it aims to misbehave. <laughs> John Ham is a very handsome man. <laughs> you cannot deny it. <laughs> very factual song. <laughs> Paparazzi and the photogs there, and I, I love that his whole shtick, the, uh, the paparazzi is just basically to sing songs about celebrities. So he does everybody in there. Uh, okay, so we're talking about um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy versus the Reverend, the interactive special that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a hoot the whole way through. Okay, so uh, Kimmy is now getting married. The, the Reverend John Ham, <laughs> John John Wayne, Gary Gary John Wayne Gary, or whatever the hell his name is. He uh, he's broken out of prison. He has. It's rumored that there are other women being held captive in a bunker that he's built. Mm-hmm. Um, Titus uh, is a is a well known actor on the, already on the way up now, which is amazing considering where he starts out in the series. And uh, and Jacqueline, that's Jane Krakowski, is his agent, <laughs> which is. Which which is the biggest the biggest mismatch since um, uh, Frasier had uh, the demoness as his agent in the Frasier Crane show. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, damn! If I can remember her name, don't matter. Move on. Um, anyway, so uh, Titus has actually got a, a role as an action hero in okay. a Navy SEAL movie. Nice. <laughs> Which he thinks he can breeze through because he's an actor. He says, I'm an actor. I can act like I got strong. <laughs> you know, so, um, so when, you, when you're doing the decisions on this, you're trying to do it, you try and play it as like a Kimmy Schmidt episode. Like mm, what would mm. Kimmy do? Mm, Which is a hell of a thing, hell of a reasoning <laughs> process. What would Kimmy do in this situation? This is not like asking what would Steve Rogers do or what would Tony Stark do. It's like <laughs> what would Kimmy Schmidt do? Usually, it's just the the off the wall, off planet thing. But occasionally, they surprise you. Um, and, and I was surprised throughout this. Oh, they also uh, feature Kimmy's talking backpack, Jan, which is why today's episode was called what it was. Nice. <laughs> I I think it's so interesting that they do like tackle kind of a sitcom with this kind of interactive thing. I don't think that would necessarily 
match in my mind right away, but it sounds like they've done a pretty good job of it. It's perfect, okay. actually. Um, and when you do the wrong, <laughs> of course, if you make the, a decision that will end in deaths of characters. Oh, gosh, okay, well, really? <laughs> they, they take you back. Okay, uh, all right. Like, like in, in Ben Percent. Yeah, in, in, a, in a fast rewind montage. Right, okay. And often someone will pop up. Often someone's quite famous and berate you oh, for choosing okay, for choosing the wrong course. I love a good look, famous cameo. Look, I've only played through it once, mm. uh, and a couple of times I stopped to mess around with different sure. combinations, how, and they were all all hilarious. How long was your run through? Look, I I managed to run through it in about an hour or so. Okay, but then. But, but you know, because it's like that, you can t- actually kind of take commercial breaks. You can pause it when you've got to make a decision and mm, perhaps mull, mm. it, mull it over a bit. So I did take longer over it. Okay. Um, some of the cameos are awesome. I, I, haven't, I haven't been able to unpick them all yet, but um, the guy who plays Kenneth the Intern oh, yeah. from, 30, from 30 Rock is the Reverend's prison guard. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kenneth from 30 Rock. I, I'm surprised, yeah. honestly, I've not watched Kimmy Schmidt. I feel like I'm wondering now why I haven't because I'm a big 30 Rock fan. So it might be good. This is a good excuse to dig into the series from the beginning and give it a, a red hot go. Look, I, I rated alongside 30 Rock and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Wow. Okay. It's, it's got that kind of, but it, but you do have to listen to it. It's not one you put on in the background. Yeah, right. Okay. So you really get into it. Um, there are fake music festivals in this. Uh, a wonderful cameo from um, a certain Harry Potter star. <gasps> okay, you've sold me. You've sold me, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> and some some really some really neat gags. Like there's a a costumer who they just casually mentioned as a, a movie costumer mm-hmm. who's just who stayed up all night and got no sleep while she's been sewing up a a costume from scratch and that is such a typical thing for the movie and tv industry mm-hmm. <laughs> so little things like that and you do get a little visual reminder of the choices that you've made yeah right okay so you can get little a little stream of pictures that shows here's where you are i, I quite that's like handy. that mm, that's mm. a nice mechanic i can't wait to actually uncover some of the easter eggs which must which i i know are hidden in there even yeah. even the, even the creators of this don't know so you will go through again? Absolutely. Because um, it's much more fun than Bandersnatch. Yeah, yeah Bandersnatch I loved but is uh, not not fun per se. It's pretty depressing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is actually one of those ones that repays. Going through it and and doing the choices that you didn't do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, maybe it can get a little bit boring after you've done you go backwards too many times sure. because they do reset. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually like a, it's like a normal um, game in that respect. You reset back to the nearest save point. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you might have to repeat some actions or some scenes or what have you. Okay. Yeah. But I did notice because um, the KS show is such a such a fast-talking show, mm. it's all right because I get stuff that I didn't get the first time. Yeah, like you were saying before, that it sometimes takes some sink-in time. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to um, give this uh, a H-E-C-K, single K, yeah, <laughs> review. Nice. Under the, uh, the zero G of yeah, nah, maybe. It's just so much fun. Uh, if you are look, if you're not, if you haven't watched Kimmy Schmidt before, 
you may not have any idea what's going on. Yeah, right. So it is, you do need to be familiar with the series. I would say it would help immensely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's the pro of something like Bandersnatch is it was a standalone, but it sounds like this brings a lot to a beloved series. So I still think this is kind of a cool way to go. So, hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't, um, you know, I mean, if you don't, if you haven't watched the series, casting no, no shade at all, um, you might have been in a bunker for the last 15 years or something. <laughs> I see how it is, Rob. I see how it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And, and and I think the standout thing, because I knew all of the other stuff before, but mm. really when you let John Hamm go, when you un- unleash him, he, he is so awesome. <laughs> unleash the ham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, all right, that's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt versus The Reverend. Netflix, it's a, right? A Netflix, yep, interactive series. Uh, and they also have the other four seasons there as well. So, all right, from that we will have Jane Krakowski singing. The la- from the Laziest Gal in Town album, <laughs> and she's doing this old standard Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Hey, this is Craig Charles, Dave Liston off Red Dwarf. You're listening to Space Core Directive 3 Triple R FM, so smeg and get on with it. <laughs> Jane Krakowski. <laughs> Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, The Laziest Gal in Time. It says live there. Ah. Oh. That was super fun. To, I, I want to go to that place. What a, what a show that must have been. Yeah. She seems yeah. like she's a lot of fun. I I really love her singing as well. I think that's a, mm. that was a ripper. Actually, they did a lot of songs at the end of 30 Rock. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. And she featured in most of them. Yeah, well, they made use of her, her singing, so I think that was yeah. pretty cool. Now, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt versus the Reverend is an interactive game, I suppose you could call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here we go with another game. Yes, I'm keen to hear. <laughs> tell me, tell me about it. Oh, I haven't reviewed a game on Zero G myself since um, the old uh, Avengers Alliance days. If yep. those of you might remember that on Facebook, and um, I think they had an app as well, a regular app too. Yeah. They did actually. Yeah. So Star Trek fleet command mm-hmm. and i'm i'm sure they'd love to know how I, I how i got involved in this game to uh where i first heard it and yep. i actually did did see an advertisement on facebook yep okay and and the trailer sat there for a fairly long time but it did draw me in eventually <laughs> so this game is star trek fleet command not to be confused with star trek Starfleet Command, which is something else entirely different. Gracious me, it's okay. A, <laughs> it's a 4X game, which means explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. And it was developed by the Irish developer Digit Game Studios, published by Scopely and CBS Interactive. So this is uh, basically one of those builder base, gather your armies uh, game. Yep. In space, so okay. there's precedent for that, mm-hmm. with a Star Trek overlay. Okay. So it's like a strategy-based kind of towers-type game. Yeah. As I'm we just... said, 4, 4X, um, uh, it's an, how do you put it, uh, MMO, Massive Multiplayer Online game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so you can interact with the other characters, uh, sorry, the other players. Other players, yep. Yeah, so there is PvP players, player versus player battles. Okay. Uh, 
you can attack their starships and attack the star bases that the ships come from. Right. And, and basically, if the uh, the ships are carrying any cargo, you can net a portion of that cargo. Right. The cargo being the various uh, types of unobtainium minerals that mm-hmm. they use in the Star Trek universe, which you have to have so you can build your ships and power them and uh, and uh, raise up your officers to different yeah. levels. So you actually get to pick officers as well. Okay, cool. Um, from a, a fairly large selection. And there's nifty nifty little um, cutscene graphics of the officers. They're just standing there bopping away when they beam into your ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is based upon the Kelvin timeline. Okay, so, yep. So the free J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah. So if you're not a fan of if you're not a fan of those, you might not want to play this. <laughs> so you you end up you, you when you when you get uh, dropped into this universe, you start out with a small star base, mm-hmm. which you can build up. Yeah. Um, you are fortunate enough to have a peace shield mm-hmm. initially that enables you to shield your base from attack from enemies. Right now. Now, because this isn't a uh, this is a PvP uh, multi-person game that you can you can play it in that mode. You can act, and it does say fleet in the title. You can actually uh, join up, and make alliances with other players. Okay, which means you can have little armadas of ships, mm-hmm. and the, the star bases are actually quite powerful. And to take one down, it doesn't hurt to have an armada at your back. Right. Is there like yeah. a kind of currency or something in the game that you're using to acquire, or is it this this unobtainium type minerals or materials? I guess is that you, what you're looking for? Well, in the Star Trek Federation of Planets, they don't use money anymore. Uh, they do talk about credits. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they're all playing this eternal game in the Star Trek universe, but um, they actually in Deep Space Nine they introduced a, a mineral called latinum, mm-hmm. uh, which is often used as a currency out in the fringes of the of the uh, civilised space, in the space between the Klingon Empire and the Romulan Empire. Uh, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, I think I'd like to play a track here to give you, to set you the mood with the, um, uh, the Kelvin universe, which is a, a sort of a mixed track called Hella Bar Talk. So it's a, a place called the Hellabar in the uh, Star Trek movies. That is to say the J.J. Abrams ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's mixed with another track called Enterprising Young Men. And this is by the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra from the music of Star Trek compilation album. Triple R. Hi, I'm Dee Wallace. Over, done with, gone. Yeah, that's actually pretty descriptive of, of the poor old... Uh, Kelvin there mm-hmm. I think it's uh, you know as um although it is the general theme for uh, Star Trek the JJ Abrams universe I think that was a bit where um, or something close to the bit where Chris Hemsworth is um yes back in his uh early days pre-Thor yeah where he's, he's Captain Kirk's dad mm-hmm Dies gallantly in battle. Yes. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for a film that came out like eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the, uh, the game Star Trek Fleet Command is actually based upon the Kelvin universe. Mm-hmm. So those Abrams movies. 
The individual missions in it are often named after original series Star Trek episodes okay. and, are, and are themed after them as well. For example, um, there's a hunt for Red Jack, which is Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. uh, an alien energy being that's um, committed serial crimes throughout history. From the, There was in, an episode in the original series. If memory serves, I think it was by the great uh, Robert Block, the guy who wrote Psycho. Ah. Over many rippling moments. Uh, there's another one called Corbomite Maneuver. Now, because it's coming from the Kelvin universe, we also get uh, Nero, mm-hmm. the commander of the Romulan ship. Yep. In the first movie, uh, Benny Batch's Khan. Uh, your fave, uh, Rob. My yeah, my fave. Not. <laughs> Uh, and there's funny things too, like um, I was really itching to travel into the space of the planet Vulcan because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's iconic in Star Trek where Mr. Spock comes from. Hmm. I got there and found nothing but rubble. <laughs> well, there you go. In the, Cal- in the Calvin universe, it gets destroyed in the first movie. Of course. Um, so, yeah, basically you've got this big star map and you can voyage all around it, um, mining materials that you will need, fighting battles with other opponents. The graphics are pretty nifty. I don't know how it translates down to a mobile phone screen Mm -hmm. uh, because I've been playing it on an iPad. Okay, yep. Uh, I find an iPad is is a good size for this game. Yep. Because you can – but even on the smaller size, you can enlarge things quite easily. Oh, nice. So you can see uh, essentially a tactical overlay of what of a battle, mm-hmm. so where you'll see little arrowheads moving around, shooting little wee 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 sparks at each other. <laughs> but you can enlarge it, right? And, and then so the detail the comes up. Yeah, so you can see the ships. Of course, once you start doing that, then the field of battle becomes too large for a small screen. Yes, <laughs> so but that's you, a cool feature. It's cool, like, and you can even drop in on your ships when they're warping through space. Oh. So you can see them flying along. Uh, and the cut scenes where you get a new ship are quite impressive where it uh, lights up and moves out of the space dock and into, into action. Okay. Um, there are different factions, uh, the Federation, Klingons, Romulans, the Augments, who are Khan's people. So yep. they actually get a, a section to themselves. Okay. Um, it's all set in the Alpha Quadrant, as they call it in Star Trek. Uh, and you get attacked by the Borg which oh, is quite scary yeah, and is not yeah. from the Kelvin universe. Yeah, that's interesting they've included that. Okay. And the Swarm, who were those um, those uh, feisty little craft that took down the Enterprise itself in the third movie. Mm-hmm. So they're there too, as well as pitching yourself against the other players and against the, the normal factions. Mm-hmm. Um, with these, they do tell you a little story because your ship has an AI called uh, Maya, I think. Don't they Maya. all? which is built by Mr. Scott and given mm-hmm. to you as an independent captain. Wow. And so you play this as an independent, but you can join these other factions. I see. After some severe trials. And and obviously I've set myself up near the Klingon Empire because I want to join the Empire. And I've, ex- <laughs> I've explored that quite a bit. Nice. And it's funny when you're playing and you play missions orientated towards the Romulans or the Klingons or whatever. Yeah. When I played, when I played, uh, Klingon missions, I try and think like a Klingon, which is not that difficult for me. <laughs> and um, one of the things was that uh, there was a, there's a mission where you're escorting this very old Klingon warrior mm-hmm. into battle. And it, the, the, the mission decision point comes down to, shall I let him die or mm-hmm. shall I pers- 
pursue the uh, and pursue the enemy who's got some secrets that, that he doesn't want to get back to uh, the enemy. Mm. And that's actually the right decision. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, to let him die gloriously in battle. Right. Okay. If you were playing a Federation mission, there'd probably be something more touchy-feely. Yes, I was going to say, I think it might <laughs> differ depending on uh, where your allegiances lie. Yeah. What's so the, the name of it again, Rob? It's got a... Star Trek uh, Fleet Command. Right. Mm-hmm. From Scopely. That's the... Uh, and the uh, and there's an Irish gaming company that was behind it and everything. Sure. Yeah, there are in-game purchases, mm-hmm. um, which can add up quite to quite a bit. Uh, not that I actually know from personal experience because after playing Avengers Alliance, I said, I'm not going to spend any more real money anymore. So I'm probably their worst customer. I haven't spent, <laughs> spent a cent on it or, or a bar of latinum or nothing. So you, but, so you can enjoy the game and get by and get plenty out of it without the in-app purchases. So far, but I think I'm re- running into that region in all of these four X games yes. where if you don't buy stuff, you're going to be stuck on a long-haul grind. Yeah, it limits you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually playing it in a weird sort of ethical way. I'm not doing PvP. Mm-hmm. I'm not attacking anyone else's bases, mm-hmm. and I'm not making alliances with anyone. I'm just playing this game by myself. Just doing your own thing. I, I respect that. It's probably uh, how you'd go out in the deep space as well, Rob. Yeah. Occasionally I get startled when there is actually someone actually attacks me. Yeah, yeah. I like that lone ranger, you know, Han Solo. Well, he wasn't really lone ranger the whole time, was he? But, yeah, Yeah, you're out there doing your thing. He was one of the great Star Trek characters, wasn't he? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Sorry. (laughs) Leading into a different realm here. But, yeah, I I like that approach. So you've been, you've been, how long have you been playing this for? Uh, A couple of weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Depends, you know, do you talk real time? Because you let it run in the background, you know. Yeah, right. It, 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 it's good for that. Like you'll set set your ships up, let them go and do some mining um, mm-hmm. and keep your main ship out for a mission, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, which, is, which is, I'm actually having fun with the uh, juggling the ships mm. and, and keeping all of that. Now I can see that this is going to get boring for me after a while. Yeah. So I'll see how I go. I I would estimate it's probably got another couple of weeks of play in it. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I might start finding I'm running into too many whales, just mm. to say people who've built up lots and lots of um, of strength and attack yes. points. And there's some there's some irritating things about it too. I mean, I do like the station graphics and the ship graphics. They're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters look really cool. Just even if they all they do is just stand there. <laughs> The combat itself, I think, is a little bit dull, like some of these games. Right. You know, okay. You, you go into it with what you got, and you slug it out, mm-hmm. um, and and the outcome is pretty much determined by that. But where the strategy comes into play, or perhaps the tactics, well, a bit of both actually, is uh, which officers you assign to the bridge of the ships, I because see. some of them some of them add in um, bonuses because of that, and mm-hmm. that's quite cool. Because if you sit down and map all this out beforehand. Um, you can actually power up your ships way beyond what they normally would be. For mm. example, if you assign Mr. Scott uh, to your ship because of all of his engineering prowess, it means your ship can warp further than it normally would, travel through space a lot more, okay. which is which is actually not the greatest thing sometimes because it means that a level, say, 18 ship 
can warp up to the distance of a level 22 ship, which gets you into the kind of trouble that you're not actually powerful enough to get out of. Right. You can get there, but you can't, you know, finish it off and get back home. And this leads to be the most, to the most irritating aspect of the game. Um, you don't have to finish the missions before you move on to another. Mm. And in fact, you can't sometimes, like you'll find a, a level 19 battleship really has difficulty taking out a level uh, 25 ship or even a 22 in some cases. Sure. Um, and that means that I've got something like 50 unfinished missions sitting, sitting there. Yeah. And I have to scroll through all of them and it, that's really irritating. Yeah, that's so, not, not fun at all. You can archive them apparently, but I haven't figured that out yet. In mm. fact, a little bit more of a manual might be useful for this because <laughs> I don't quite there's some things I didn't understand about it. Mm. And 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 you'll you'll laugh at this, but I forgot about daily missions for a while. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> I, I have to say that they do have like five uh ten minute uh reward chests and four hour ones and twenty four yeah. hour ones, and okay. they're pretty good. But I forgot about the damn daily missions. <laughs> all that loot that I could have got. But you know, it's all we all know these are all designed to keep you playing. Yeah, exactly. Because it means, oh, I get this this little prize every ten minutes. I must keep playing. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it on in the background. Yeah. And and there is a certain design to being frustrated with these things. They're trying to get you going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're trying to, you know, they make certain things slow so you can you'll drop a bit of cash to speed things up, and you know, it's all kind of leading you into the funnel of uh, an in-app purchase. But uh, yeah, I mean, as long as there's enough around that to enjoy in the game, I'm generally okay with these things, I think. Yeah. Look, I won't play this as long as I played Avengers Alliance for, which was years. You loved that one, yeah. Because <laughs> the game, even the gameplay was kind of fun because you could see the characters do their actions and stuff. Yeah. And it was great because I could equip uh, Tony Stark with increasingly more powerful armor and stuff. <laughs> so it was like, it was like real life. <laughs> <laughs> but I this actually, one, oh, no, sorry, you go. Uh, but this one may be not quite as much fun. Um, but i tell you one nice thing about, another nice thing about it. You get this star map, right, and you can move around it, and there are little star routes that you go along to get to places. The more places you go to, the more you sort of um, uh, pioneer those systems. So mm. they show up on your map as, uh, as circled stars. Yeah. So you know that you've been there before. Once you've been there, then you know what minerals are there to be exploited. Right. Yeah. So you, there's a little bit of an explorative um, aspect to it, okay. which I actually like. Would have I would have liked to have seen that pushed a little bit more somehow. Mm. When you enter a system or something, you get some kind of um, dialogue. Yeah. Uh, along those lines, if you penetrate too far into a faction space like the Federation or the Romulans or something, you'll get a warning. Oh wow! Okay. You're saying. Intruder, turn back or else we will be forced to attack. <laughs> and don't even think about going near the Borg until you've got at least over a level 22 or something. Shit. I'm not going near the Borg under any situation. So <laughs> they will just, Good they advice. Will just, they will not only kick your ass, they will just vaporise you instantly. Exactly. Which, yeah. So that's it. That's it. Star Trek, Star, Star Trek Fleet Command. It's... Mm-hmm. um. Uh, a game that I, I downloaded just as an app, basically. Yeah. Um, obviously, it runs on uh, assorted different platforms, uh, including um, uh, for iPad and, you know, all of the standard type things. Mm. I haven't actually played. I don't actually know if you can run it on a desktop. I, I'm assuming you could, Them. which might actually 
make a, a difference because you could see more of the star field. There might be a desktop app, but I would wager that if it's a if it's an app like that for iPad, iPhone, and and it probably Android, um, I don't think generally you probably can't play that on a PC like as a game game. But who knows? I don't know. But mm. Mm. well, all right, we're uh, we're kind of running out of time for zero G for yeah. today, and. I think we could go out with a David Bowie track mm-hmm. um, and this will be uh, a new killer star from his reality tour. Uh, and I just thought killer star, you know, that's kind of what we're dealing with here with the two games that we've talked about today. Yeah. Very, very gamey show. I know. And look, all you, Rob, like I thought I was the game person and here you go with your interactive media game and your Starfleet game. But no, it's good. I think it's 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 fun to have all these different things that we can enjoy in different ways. Um, well, this is the thing about the genre, isn't it? I mean, there's just so much. It's vast. It's a, it's a huge universe, all for us geeks. Absolutely. The possibilities, <laughs> endless. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, Mr. Bowie, uh, we'll go out with that. Um, thank you once again to uh, Kayla, our uh, podcaster. And thank you, Megan. Thank you, Rob. G'day, this is Rob Jan. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Triple R's Zero G, a weekly radio show exploring science fiction, fantasy and historical. Zero G is broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Monday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via our Facebook page or the Triple R website.